Hi, my name is Pasha Marlowe, and this is the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. We are going to have so much fun together. I hope that our conversations about pleasure light you up. And I hope they inspire you to reclaim your desires and create more space in your day to bring pleasure into your work, your family life, and yes, even your sex life. We will practice and explore the art of pleasure together. Let's play. Hello, everybody. I'm Pasha Marlowe, and this is the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. And I have a special treat for you today. I have a guest named Pantia Kalor. She is a global podcaster, an international best-selling author, a PTSD and fertility coach and project manager. And she has a child. And she does her own editing. I think she's superhuman, certainly a wonder woman, an inspiration. And so I'm so excited and honored that you're here on the podcast tonight. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you so much, Pasha. I'm so excited to have you as well. Thank you. And I know you do so many interviews and podcasts. And with your fertility and PTSD coaching, do you focus on both equally or mainly fertility or mainly PTSD? What is your... You know, it's interesting. I first of all, I'm going to say hello to your audience. <laughs> my Hi. pleasure to be here. Actually, uh, it's uh, my journey is so interesting. I was IT. Uh, I was in IT background. I was project manager. But as soon as I had some problem with fertility issue, uh, and I had my baby after two years of struggling, then I really understand that there is something that I need to learn <laughs> mm. and uh, all the medicine and uh, whatever like uh, conventional medicine didn't work for me, IVF, everything. And I see that there, there should be a connection between holistic medicine and conventional medicine. They, are, they shouldn't be separated from each other. So that's why <laughs> I started writing my book, Naturally Conceived, uh, which uh, hit bestseller two times, wow. and I uh, and when I started, I I thought I'm really alone writing this book, and I needed more people contributing to this book. And mm. because I think the frequency of your mind takes you everywhere. And then uh, fortunately, I was connected to a right network with right people. And I have 22 contributors inside my book, all of them top fertility, specialists, holistic medicine practitioners, psychologists, medical doctors. I'm so honored to be able to interview them and uh, add a lot of value to my book. That's wonderful. So it's called Naturally Conceived. Yes. And... Were you already a fertility coach at that time? Or did you go from IT to learning about medical? <laughs> well, it's interesting, care? you know, when you have a problem that you're struggling with, you go to find the answer. So because I was really curious, when, when they said you are diagnosed with unexplained infertility, I didn't believe it. And I said, in my logic, in IT logic, <laughs> there, shouldn't be, there shouldn't be any 
all explain everything has explanation logically so that's why i try to find an answer and uh, i said okay if conventional medicine didn't work for me so i may have some underlying issue that i need to discover because whatever when you say un- uh, when you say unexplained it means uh, they didn't find any problem in reproductive function Mm-hmm. But they said, because we cannot find, so you are unexplained. <laughs> Did you ever determine what the underlying issue was? Yes, I went to acupuncture TCM. I switched three times because to the first one uh, was not really experienced. The second one, again, the third one, <laughs> I found it very connected. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from the beginning, he told me everything that uh, what's my problem. I actually wrote it in my book. What is my problem? You may have liver issue. You may have cold body because my body always was uh, cold. Mm-hmm. And then with, with a little bit changing diet and acupuncture and shifting mindset, I could have my baby after two months. Wonderful. Yes. And- and then now you coach women through this process. Yes. Then what happened? <laughs> As after interviewing these great people, I learned so many things more than my university degrees. Mm-hmm. I have master in IT, but uh, again, uh, being in health field was totally different world for me so i started learning about fertility coaching and uh, i actually enrolled to a course which was part of functional medicine integrative medicine and uh, fertility so i really love that course and then i started talking because before even before uh, having my course everybody asked me how did you have your baby after 40 year old and then uh, I had to explain them oh I did this 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 and I said okay and my my husband said are you doing the consultation what are you doing (laughs) and I said okay it's better I do I have more education about what I'm doing and then uh, it's it's much easier to help others because even if I like I didn't go for clients people came to me and asked me Mm -hmm. and then I had clients after (laughs) <laughs> one one after each, uh, another and then I said okay it's better <laughs> I be more educated yeah. isn't it interesting and I, I can appreciate this the fierceness of a of a mother trying to learn how to you know make a baby or raise a baby take care of a child um, because as soon as my son got sick I figured I needed to be an expert in his <laughs> illness and or how to parent a chronic child and now I help coach other women to do the same so we end up we end up learning what we need. We end up teaching what we needed to learn. And um, I can appreciate this part of you that just went all in and you became an expert in it. And beyond your degrees, you have this wealth of knowledge that now you share. And so you took yes. a hardship and a heartache and yes. you're serving people with that experience. Yes. That's beautiful. Even with my PTSD, the same thing happened. Yeah. And the uh, interesting point is I found a connection between PTSD and fertility issues. Mm. Because uh, when you talk, when I talk to my clients, I see uh, one part of their life 
they have some issues, some traumas, and there are lots of unprocessed traumas that they're still dealing with. Mm -hmm. And when you go to conventional medicine, usually they don't address these uh, traumas. They said, you have a stress, that's it. But the meaning of a stress <laughs> is very massive. It's not only one part. You just say, okay, a stress. What does that mean that you have a stress? <laughs> a stress to me is whatever we force our body, that's a stress. Let's yeah. say even if, I'm telling you interesting part, talking to one of these TCM uh, interviewees, and she said, uh, even if you are eating ice cream in winter, that's a stress. Because it's cold and you should be... Exactly, whatever, whatever you are forcing your body to do out of the nature is a stress. Mm. So staying in alignment with your natural cycles and staying in alignment with nature. Um, it sounds like a bit like the Ayurvedic work that I, that I studied a little bit. So if you tend towards cold, you might want to bring in hotter or spicier exactly. foods versus raw foods, but it depends on your, um, your own body. Yeah. Everyone's different in that sense, but tuning into interesting those. parts in my clients, I had clients 45 year old, 47 year old, and they all had their own kids right now and I'm so happy for them mm. and the similarity between them was that 90% of them had cold body interesting so and I found out that's the problem with the fertility issue because your body needs energy mm. and when uh, your body is cold it means some some time some pieces of your body is losing energy so you have to find where uh, you are wasting your energy. So that's why in the beginning, I talk to my client and then I have a very long <laughs> uh, assessment. And through the, that assessment, I ask a lot of questions. And then I realize where they are wasting their energy and what is their underlying issues. And then uh, if they need some acupuncture or something, is uh, I refer it to them. Or if they need something or emotionally they need some help, I also help them. Yes. And you mentioned that there is a correlation between trauma and fertility as the body exactly to the stress. Um, and it's on a cellular level that we hold this trauma, right? So how do you encourage people to release their their trauma to start to let go yeah. of it detox from it again first of all i recommend everybody who is uh, struggling with fertility issues go and check my youtube uh, videos and i have a playlist there uh, just for fertility so uh, my my youtube channel is panta kalhor transition channel and i have a, a fertility empowerment show inside one of those playlists okay because i have other shows as well and uh, one of these shows again one of these traditional chinese medicine uh, i talked to her she's actually uh, she has a phd in oriental medicine and she said there is a connection between heart and womb mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when your heart is broken, this condition is broken. That's why when you have trauma, you may have a lot of problem with fertility. Mm. That makes complete sense, right? Yes. 
I, I mean, I think this goes true for, for so much, you, which if you have trauma, you might have um, difficulty speaking your voice and you might actually have throat issues or if you've exactly you have pelvic floor issues and um, or pains. And so, yes, I, it's so fascinating how the body listens. You to- know, one of the problem is that uh, every pieces of your body is related to each other. So when you have fertility issue, you go to fertility specialists and they only say, okay, you have these symptoms of PCOS or blah, 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 but uh, they don't know or they don't address other issues in your body. You may have liver issues uh, or not only liver issues, you may have uh, other a problem like asthma, inflammation, you know, because I, I also had asthma. And then I realized by removing dairy product, I could actually improve my health mm-hmm. and I could uh, remove those problems and blockers in my body. Mm-hmm. And so you did it through nutrition and acupuncture. Um, how else do you recommend people um, release their trauma? It's not not enough, I guess, (laughs) because I was in a very right mindset when I went to acupuncture. So your body, like a spirit body and mind is totally connected to each other. People go to IVF because they think that it's going to make a miracle for them, but it's not. Because uh, if your body still have some underlying issues, even going to IVF doesn't help you. So I'm not saying IVF is a bad or a good treatment. For some people, it's great. But even if, for, for, even if they have some underlying issues, if they go to the IVF, uh, they only can uh, increase the quantity of eggs, like mm-hmm. how many eggs you can produce, but there is no quality, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I do trauma-informed work as well. And I find that, through creativity is the way that I encourage people to release trauma. And the creativity could be anything from, you know, writing to drawing, to dancing, to cooking. It doesn't matter how it's expressed, but to start to move it, embody those emotions and move it, move it through the body so that it doesn't get stuck in, in all these places where we, where we hold it. And, and then it leads to pain or inflammation or as in your experience even fertility issues actually Um, you pointed very nice uh, example because in my book i have a chapter called uh, unleash your productivity mm. unleash your reproductive function and then i i uh, prove that if you are creative and you can produce something your body get used to it and you said reproductive functions right yeah so that's why your body uh, supposed to reproduce something produce uh, and production is part of the creativity that's what I did as well I started ne- totally new things yes and uh, I started conquer my fears uh, yes. I always had a lot of fears of going to uh, um, playing violin in front of the crowd and I did the first my first performance in front of lots of audience and that was great and I published my book so you see this kind of thing was totally new for me those days and then 
it really helped because what happened when you're stuck in in a loop failure loop mm-hmm. in IT programming we, we say uh, this is uh, infinitive loop in yes. never getting uh, finished. The pattern, the pattern yeah, continues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless you have a breaking point. If you can, uh, you have exception on breaking point. Yes. After you actually define that breaking point, you can get out of this loop. Yes. But people are repeating the same pattern over and over and over. They go to IVF for seven times, for eight times. This is not right. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot force your body to fi- finally create something. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And I understand this metaphor of the loop in marriage and family therapy. My training, we saw it as a circle and a pattern. And you had to interrupt the pattern. If you wanted to change in your behavior, a change in your mindset, a change in your relationship, if you keep doing the same things, the same things will keep happening. And so you have to change something. And it could be so small. It could be, you know, in you playing the violin in front of a crowd or writing a book, it released something, it changed something. Exactly. And, then, and then it was a, a different way for your body uh, to respond. Right? Yes. In my book, in Naturally Conceive, I have a few methodology which, which are proven mm-hmm. uh, because I always use it in my PTSD recovery. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm recovered totally, but in my, for my clients, mm-hmm. it's called R3D model. And I also have uh, other models. Uh, I have Yes Formula model inside my book, uh, which is the reverse engineering of the conventional PTSD recovery. Because in PTSD recovery, what you do, uh, first, uh, you are resisting, Mm -hmm. resisting, and then uh, uh, gradually you try to shift your mindset and after you uh, you are in a point that uh, you are not afraid of anything and you are in a safe mode you are trying you're starting release to release but in my model you reverse engineer the model what what does that mean you are in a release mode from the beginning Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. You have to write, read my book to see what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, it worked for me. Uh-huh. It works really f- good for me. So where you say you didn't start with getting safe and grounded, you started with release and then that made you feel safe and grounded? Yeah. I tell you what's the difference. <laughs> uh, I have a theory, theory called normalization. So what does that mean? When... Uh, when everything is normal in your life, you are not uh, trying, uh, you are not excited about it. Let's say you go to work, come back. It's, it's normalized. It's very normal. But where something is not normal for you, mm-hmm. let's say you are desperately needed to have a child. This is not uh, your body doesn't feel safe and it's yes. not normal and you are in a desperate mode going this way that way you know you don't feel uh, comfortable you are not in comfort comfort zone uh, so what happened i uh, worked with my client to go to that normal uh, level yeah. so when you normalize it you feel that you are already there mm. 
normalizing even the trauma or normalizing shame exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so you are already in your ideal place yes let's say for my situation uh, I want to have my baby right desperately I need at first but then I said I'm gonna go I'm gonna reverse engineering so what I did I yelled it first I said I release it in the first stop So Mm -hmm. what happened when you release it and say, okay, whatever happens, I accept myself the way I am, Mm -hmm. no matter if I'm mother or not. Yes. As an individual, I feel great. Yes. And then whenever happens, it happens. And then I started imagination, visualizing and creating my normal. What was my normal? My normal was what other normal parents do when they have their kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So they, uh, they have a routine of uh, changing the nappies or having their meals, um, you know, p- preparing their meals. So I try to practice this for myself, not the changing part, but preparing the meals Uh, and taking care of I just trying to see oh this is my baby I'm taking care of her right so inside my body there could be a baby that is raising so I had to take care of myself first Mm -hmm. right and then I practice it with myself I said if I had my baby uh, what would I do this day Hmm. you know interesting interesting okay Um, And then did you find in that process that you were mothering and nurturing your own self and your own wounded child and the parts of you that were holding on to trauma? Exactly. Because when, uh, when you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of something that you're going to create? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I have other visualization method that like, I always feel that there is a, there is her head here on my mm. shoulder and mm. she's actually sleeping here. I could feel it. Mm. And I knew this dream comes true one day. Mm. But with all this, I was very relaxed. Um, like in the beginning, I was not. I was in a resisting mode, right? But I, I started to realize that I need to change it. I need mm. to change uh, to... Uh, reverse engineer uh, the mm-hmm. conventional PTSD recovery and I have to be in release mode in order to be happy and create something new and mm-hmm. then I started uh, creating new things uh, and then my body start thinking that it should cre- it should be creative it should create something from within and you don't mean just create music or create a book you meant create a baby like this you created (laughs) yeah but but when you in your real world Mm -hmm. like when you uh, start creating uh, a music or creating like i'm creating my podcast i'm creating my book this uh, creation help you to distract from your trauma Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and they help you to uh, focus on what you're doing yes and that energy that this energy of uh like a, uh, you create a lot of energy by focusing on something when you create so and you I, create energy 
I find that all of my work, um, the Healing with Humor work and my pleasure podcast, that it, it not only distracts me from some of my trauma, but it allows me to move through it because the more I talk about it, the more I release shame around it, or the more I forgive myself, or the more I surrender, the lighter it is. And it becomes, um, it's part of my story, but it's not something heavy that I'm holding on to in my body anymore. So it doesn't feel like Tra trauma anymore. It, it just feels like me and, and part of my service to myself and others to share it. Beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I agree that creation, and that's why I called this podcast, Let Pleasure Be the Measure, um, because I wanted to show that there's this wide range of how we can bring pleasure into our life, even on days that are challenging, even when we're experiencing trauma or a crisis. And so bringing in creativity and for you, manifestation and your book and your podcast and your music, um, that all is pleasurable. And I would argue even play, even though it's hard work, it's fun because yes. it's in your pleasure, right? And then that was, um, I, I think, I think beyond beyond a distraction. Do do you feel like, do you feel like you've been able to for your child who's three now? You said right? Yes. How is it? releasing and relaxing and playing with her does that come easily or is it still challenging to to just sit down on the floor and play and be silly oh that's an interesting question <laughs> during the covid um you need to i i actually take care of her right now she doesn't go to daycare mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's a bit challenging to uh, keep her busy all the time I do my best mm -hmm. but I try to even if I do cooking I uh, sit her there she mix the eggs with me you know I try to have fun with her but uh, I'm not saying that not not everybody is perfect or like uh, I, I wish to be a better mother to have better time I mean, quality time with her, but that's what I do. That's like the best thing I can do during this time. That's all you could do, right? And when you're doing things that, that you already need to do, whether it's cooking or laundry or dishes, I find that those are the times you can sneak the pleasure and the play in. And maybe it's playing music while you're cooking or singing or telling stories while you're cooking so that you're not really taking up more time. It's just shifting the energy within the moment of your habits and rituals. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And a three-year-old adores, um, you know, yeah. silly, silliness and, and fun and music, I'm sure. So yeah, that's fun. And is it, and so now that you have your daughter, um, how is your perspective on, on trauma and, raising a child in this trauma with this trauma sensitivity how has it shifted for you you know I hit my trauma a few times in my life I had an accident and somebody robbed my car threw me out of the car and uh, threatened me with knife point I talk about this inside my another book <laughs> rules you're a busy woman <laughs> books and books rules of change uh, okay. this is my first book actually but I, in this book, uh, I talk about my own trauma, what happened, and then uh, I did lots of new things just to recover from that PTSD. And um, I never, 
by the time I didn't feel safe, it didn't happen to me. Like I started recovery when I felt safe and happy. Yes. yes. So uh, because I had the experience of this trauma, I see in every occasion, even if you are um, struggling with fertility issues, or job loss or anything else, there is one side of it is good. Mm-hmm. One side of it is uh, great because you are discovering yourself mm. right with any other traumas i had uh, many other doors opens open to me like mm. uh, let's say for my first one i uh, immigrated to australia and then uh, then i went to canada and now i'm living here with my fertility i totally quit my it job and I started health background. And even during this COVID, I'm so lucky to connect with other people to see uh, in this virtual world, I actually created another world for myself, which doesn't allow me to be disappointed or, you know, unhappy. There are a lot of things, uh, everything I, uh, every day I do, and I'm really inspired to do them because it's very creative. I create a lot of posters for my podcast shows, you know, and create a lot of stuff. <laughs> so that's why it helped every time that I want to give up. I said, no, I need to create something new. Let's just create another trailer or another podcast. You know, that's make me so happy. Uh, so that's why even if you are even if you are struggling with fertility issue, it shows that you have some other underlying issue. So it's better you go and check what else you have in your body. We shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. So whatever you have in your body, uh, uh, I don't know if you believe in God or energy, whatever uh, they want to show you that there is another beautiful world that you need to discover. So that's why you are in that trauma, because you need to decide and you need to create your new world. Yes. In my work, I call that reclaiming our our worth, reclaiming our desire, so that no matter what's happening, no matter what the circumstances around us um, are, are, we can still have something that that brings us us alone um joy and pleasure and if it's making graphic art and podcast trailers then fantastic um but having but having something um that's special to us i think yes learning new things learning new things always makes me happy and makes me going yes if you are in a situation that you feel tired try to if you like journaling do journaling write a book or I don't know, do something amazing. You just said, if you're feeling tired, just go write a book. And I get that because I would do the same to <laughs> re-energize. Go to sleep. <laughs> you need some, uh, you need to take a rest. You don't need to yes. force yourself to do everything on your own or, yes. you know, be busy all the time. Yes. So important to have, um, help. And I, and I've created my own little virtual world of, of helpers that surround me and they're all, they all live on my screen. Y'all are out there on my screen. It's this beautiful, uh, community that I'm, I'm actually nervous about when, when this pandemic passes and we're all out in the world and nobody wants to zoom anymore. 
I'm going to miss my virtual world because it's so much kinder sometimes than the outside world. And I've curated these communities of beautiful healers and light workers and empowered women. So when I walk outside, I'm not surrounded by them. <laughs> no, so. when you go, I think after COVID, many things going to be changed. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's been some blessings in it for sure. Um, and yes, one of the many blessings is being able to talk to women like you from around Thank the world, all the too. way up there in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I had such a, um, you know, global view or international reach in my, in my personal or professional work. So that's a, a huge gift of this strange pandemic uh, we're in. So yeah, yeah. You inspire me with your um, productivity uh, and your, your reproductivity all of it in, in one. And yeah, I'm going to add something if yes, um, please. Uh, like my website is pantacalhor.com mm -hmm. uh, so they can order my book there uh, the, in Amazon they can also order my book okay. if they want to have one-on-one -on -one coaching you, they can reach me there I also have Instagram account and uh, in Facebook I have a Facebook page pantacalhor coach and I have another page Another group that they can join is called Fertility Empowerment Group. Uh, so there are lots of uh, good things happening there. And yeah. uh, I'm going to have, uh, uh, if they go to my website, they, they see that um, I will, uh, I'm going to add uh, some course there. Okay. Uh, recently, I had, I mean, in November, I had a summit with uh, 20, more than 20 speakers and it was awesome Good. and i have uh, I, I can send you the link if they yeah. want to uh, see the summit okay. uh, there are lots of great information there they also can go to my podcast or uh, youtube show mm -hmm. and they see um, because if you have a lot of fertility issues there i try to cover everything I know it's not every everything, but most common issues that people have. And especially these days for naturopathy and holistic medicine, are, um, these are good resource and real people, real resource, and uh, they know what they do. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. You've, you have very, you have fantastic guests. I've been enjoying your podcast very much and all of your, <laughs> all of your platforms. Yes. Your wealth of knowledge with such a broad background and, um, and again, superhuman powers. I don't know how you do it all, <laughs> but, um, but yes, I, I am so happy that you came on the podcast. I'm honored to spend this time with you. And um, I wish you continued pleasure and play with your daughter uh, and continued success. And I hope to continue talking to you and, and circling back. And for anyone who wants to reach out to Pantiel, I'll, I'll go ahead and post, of course, all of the links she mentioned. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me at PashaMarlo.com or you could email me at Pasha at PashaMarlo.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at PashaMarlo. Um, so yeah, and please subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll get notifications of new episodes and it'll help us expand our reach. So subscribe and share. It'll be much appreciated. Thank you so much, Pantia, for joining Thank us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank <clears throat> you. Bye. Bye.